you know, really, if they enjoy painting, I want them to paint. If they enjoy drawing, I want them to, to draw. If they enjoy photography or video, I want them doing that. I just like to see them doing things that they're passionate about. You know, the world's a marketplace full of ideas. You know, to go through your life with your eyes open, to be able to understand the visual culture that's all around you. I mean, we're surrounded by visual culture every, everywhere you look. Welcome to Season 4 of Spotlight, the Teacher Insight Series. Join us as we chat with experienced teachers who discuss best practice for art classrooms, explore creative and innovative ways of working, and hear them share their passion for the art form. Today, we are chatting with Byron Hurst, an art teacher and advocate for the arts. He's currently working as the head of CAPA at De La Salle Cronulla and has been involved in various projects like the Clancy Prize for many years. He also is currently the chairman of the board at Hazelhurst Gallery. Welcome, Byron. Thank you very much, Marianne. <laughs> Let's start with how long you've been working as a teacher and what drove you to pursue the career as a teacher. 40 years and my mother. God bless her. <laughs> my father was an advertising man and my mother, my mother wanted me to do something very stable and reliable and she said, you want to be a teacher, you're good at art, be a teacher. So what's your specialty in the arts? I like to paint and draw. Uh, that's probably my personal strength. In terms of art history, I'm very interested in the Italian Renaissance and Italian Renaissance and Baroque religious work. So are you currently practising artist at the moment? or? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I paint and draw and I like to travel with a sketchbook. So any opportunity I get you know, to go anywhere, I always take the sketchbook with me, sit in a cafe, order a coffee and draw what's in front of me. So where did your love for the arts start, for visual arts in particular? As a small child, I've always been interested. My father, as I said, was an advertising man. He ran a, a studio in Sydney in the 60s, but he at one stage had 200 artists renting space from him and he would be dealing out work to various commercial artists. So I spent a lot of my youth in there. In sixth class, I was enrolled at what was East Sydney Tech for the summer yep. school. So I'd go there for summer and I had a quite an eccentric lady who was famous at the time uh, called Lucy Hertz, who was my tutor. That, that was a wonderful experience too. So I'm slightly a graduate of Sydney Art School. And so does that quite. influence you as a teacher now, her teaching of you? Yeah, she was very enthusiastic. I think she was on the Whitlam delegation to China. So she was one of the first Australians to travel to China and she founded an institute of visual literacy. This, of course, was all going over my head when I was a kid because she was just a very eccentric lady and being a boy from the Shire and being in a class at East Sydney Tech with you know Jewish kids from the eastern suburbs and Asian kids and in the 1960s, that was pretty unique in Sydney to have such Absolutely. diversity of people. And so that diversity, do you think, impacted how you are as a person, as an artist, as a teacher? I've become very good at accepting everybody. That's what you do in the arts because yeah, you get a very rich variety of people wash up into art rooms and art galleries and art studios. And if you're not accepting and welcoming of everybody and feel that everyone's got a story to tell, you won't get very far. Okay, this is, leads on to the next question, which is great. As a teacher, what's your favourite teaching memory and how has that diversity lent itself to that memory? 
That's a difficult question. <laughs> I need to think about that one. Favourite teaching memory? I mean, there's always those wonderful moments when a student gets into Art Express mm -hmm. and you're there with the parents and the, the principal comes along and everyone's extremely proud. But there's also moments uh, where you have students who have seemingly insurmountable difficulties and they manage with help. So tell us, in terms of your art classroom, what is unique about your art classroom? What do you think about your teaching keeps getting you the band sixes? Look, we've been a little bit lucky in our setup. Just teaching Year 11 and 12 for a senior college, we have enough studio space, De La Salle Cronulla, in that I've got the dumpy dungeon room, <laughs> I've got all the old science benches, all the old science stools... Every single overhead projector trolley in the school has been turned into a, a pallet trolley. Everything that's thrown out, I rummage through. I've got the brother's old dining table as a big working table. I think the kids are able to set up, like at the National Art School, right, as a, a studio. studio space. Yeah. They can set up their own space. They can pin up what they want on the wall. They can set their pallet out. They've got their little movable trolley. So they're a little bit spoilt in that way. And we don't have 10 minutes setting up. 10 minutes packing up because year nine's coming in, they're going to make a mess and mm -hmm. you don't want them anywhere near your mode work. Having the studio space with all your reference materials at easy reach, knowing that it's safe and knowing that you can stay there from three till five or later, you can come in at lunch, you can come in at recess. I think that's a big part of it. It's just the physical setup and the, the feeling welcome to come in and work. Absolutely. So why do you think good quality visual arts education is important? to make life rich, you know, to go through your life with your eyes open, to be able to understand the visual culture that's all around you. I mean, we're surrounded by visual culture every, everywhere you look. We do a unit on architecture, for example, and I, I say to them, look, many of you will never pick up a paintbrush, never pick up a pencil again, but there's a very good chance you will build or renovate a house. So listen up. <laughs> when you build, renovate and landscape your home, here are a few things, you know, we look at Harry Seidler and we look at Borromini and we look at all sorts of architectural practitioners. I think they walk away with an appreciation of some of the, the finer things in life, an appreciation of how, you know, rich messages and cultures are communicated and how these various cultures and ideas can be understood. You know, the world's a marketplace full of ideas and, you know, we look at postmodernism and we look at you know so many aspects of history and I think that gives them a pretty good insight into you know the world of ideas that they're going to yeah make them richer individuals yeah they'll get out there and contend with their own ideas and no one else is floating around so what's the best advice you've given to a student firstly and then to a fellow teacher to a student would be do what you're passionate about uh, and I try and craft the course within reason to students doing what they're passionate about. I mean, there has to be boundaries. And But right now, what, what about this? You know, you've got your HSC coming up. You've got one opportunity to make a statement. Everyone's going to come and look at this. It's going to be on display. What have you got to say? And what do you feel strongly about? And You know, really, if they enjoy painting, I want them to paint. If they enjoy drawing, I want them to, to draw. If they enjoy photography or video, I want them doing that. I just like to see them doing things that they're passionate about, as long as you can help them. I guess that you need a little bit of education to make those choices. Year 11, 
I always approach as have a dabble, try everything, and then year 12, I'll say, look, look at your diary. This is what you're good at. Maybe you want to have Absolutely. a think about doing more of this. And advice for teachers, a fellow teacher you've worked with? Advice for teachers, be patient, because eventually things will start to fall into place. But at first, it is difficult. It's difficult having the conversations with students about what they're going to do for their artwork. It's very difficult having conversations with colleagues about the value of what you're doing sometimes. And I think if you're patient and develop your own professional practice, you know, the results that you're hoping to achieve will come. So your role as chairman of the board for Hazelhurst, how has that influenced the work that you do in the classroom? Well, look, I think it's good, you know, when you've worked in one place as I have for four decades, it's great to have other things that you do in your life. So I've sort of had another career. I was an elected councillor in the Sutherland Shire, so I had eight years in local politics. But one of the things, the thing I was given to do was to get Hazelhurst built, to build an art gallery. So I was on the committee, we built an art gallery, and then I was able to nominate um, for the board of the gallery that we'd, we'd opened. And from an educational point of view, that's just open doors in terms of being able to organise studio visits for students. So we've... That's great. And also for teachers. I ran a professional learning community for some time in the southern region and we had some wonderful artists like Idris Murphy, Shen Jai Wei, Alexander McKenzie. These people opened their studios. George Giddos was Fantastic. another one. And welcomed us in and there's so much to learn from, you know, recognised Uh, mid-career and mature practising artists. Absolutely. So the kids that you teach, are they more interested in theory or in practice? And then how do you encourage that love for theory? Because you said that you have an interest in the Renaissance. So how do you encourage that? Okay, interesting question. We have probably 90% of them are interested in doing practical artworks, which is fine. And I've I've always said you won't know what you're doing until you look at what other people are doing. You know, and Picasso, I think, said, you know, you've got to don't copy, steal and pillage and plunder and just take everything from everybody else. And until you look at other artists, and there's nothing I like better than going to galleries and I've taken students to galleries and you get your nose up nice and close and possibly set the alarm off sometimes, (laughs) but you want to look at the knotted paint or you want to look at the the photographic paper that's been used or the print paper that's been used so that you're up close and personal. So, you know, you can't work in a vacuum and I think they come to appreciate that. On the other hand, I'm a reasonable storyteller and I've always encouraged the kids to look for backstories. And I love writing. I've done that wonderful Literacy the Next Step course, which was life-changing, career-changing for me. And I've I've also taught English in the past, so I've got a a background in literature as well. That lifting literacy and uh, working with art critics, I've had the opportunity to work with essayists and people of that nature through Hazelhurst, and bringing that has been really worthwhile. And the students are motivated because they think, well, I can use this in geography and I can use this in CAFs, I can use this in English. If you're able to teach them good literacy strategies and how to structure a response, and we start off pretending that we're museum curators, and Mm -hmm. I'll just put an artwork up on the screen and say, Rodder, 
people are coming in, they've got no idea what they're looking at. We need to get an interesting backstory. We need the basics. What's it made of? What's it illustrating? And then give me a backstory. Write something that's going to make people interested in this artwork and explain it for them. So that's sort of the first step where we do these curator plaques mm-hmm. and then it's sort of building from there. from there. So we've spoken about your pedagogy and how you're a good teacher and your ways of teaching. What have you learnt from being a teacher? Endless patience, <laughs> you know, listening, listening to students, listening to other artists and arts professionals and seeing what you can learn. You know, my father taught me that. He said... Don't go into an art class and, or into any situation and think that you already know everything. There's always something. Even if you think you've done that before, there's always something that you can learn from the experience. And I've found that pretty well largely to be true. Last question. <laughs> Have the students influenced your own art making in any way? They're probably a little bit young to influence my art making. That's more influenced by you know my travels and yep. looking at mostly Italian Renaissance and Baroque painting. I think their enthusiasm really is, you know, they're they're enthusiastic about what I do and they think, oh, I want to do that too. And, you know, I like to be a do-as-I-do guy rather than a do-as-I-say guy. So quite often they're painting, I'll have something just sitting there that I work on and we're, we're doing a collaborative work, students and I working together, which has been huge fun, doing an enormous mural that's going to go up in the entrance to the hall that's of great. all of our patron saints and Fra Angelico um, hosts of angels and the Madonna in the middle of it and the, the school in the background. So that, that's been really exciting to work on. And um, we had an, an ex-student of mine who's a gold leafer, a paint effects oh, artist, come wow. in and she ran a wonderful workshop for the kids and myself on gold leafing. And we've done all the halos and gold leaf and, you know, we're sort of following all those old traditions so that's been quite exciting and we've all enthused each other I think kept that one a collaborative work is always good in terms of skill sharing and like you said the gold leaf learning new techniques absolutely the HSC by its nature unfortunately is a little bit more competitive than collegial and it's nice to do things where they all come together and they're all they've all got a common purpose thank you Thank you for coming. I'm delighted to be here. It's been wonderful. Thank you, Marianne. Cheers. 